You know, Taylor, sometimes when, you know, podcasting and working and life just gets in the way, I can't think about what I'm going to flambe or chiffonade or anything like that. So, you know, recently I decided to look into HelloFresh because every week they send me however many meals I want because, you know, sometimes I'm just lazy and I want to think about meal prep. And, you know, they send great meals. And again, it's prepackaged, easy to make. And on top of all that, it's cheap with inflation. It's cheaper than going to the store and buying ingredients for two meals right now. So, have you ever used HelloFresh? I have, because I hate to cook. I don't even know what chiffonade or whatever the hell you just said even means. Uh, What I love about HelloFresh is that they send you exactly what you need. If they say you need cabbage, then they send you cabbage. They say you need just this much honey, then they send you just that much honey. It's always perfectly portioned, exactly what you need, every time. It's amazing. I absolutely love HelloFresh, and it saves my ass from week to week. Exactly. So if you're like me and you hate to cook, or if you're like Kevin and you love to cook, but you just flat out don't have time, check out HelloFresh. If you use our special link to sign up, which is cultusplat.com slash HelloFresh, you can get 16 free meals. 16. That's so many. Not only that, you also get free shipping on your first box and three surprise gifts. Head to cultusplat.com slash HelloFresh and sign up today. Once again, Cult of Splat, and Merry Christmas to you. My name is Taylor Bartle, joined once again by my co-host, Kevin Nezgoda. Yo, yo, yo. Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, ha, ha. Ha, ha, that's going to be the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing on this festive eve? Eh, could be better, could be worse. You? Eh, about the same. We hope all of you out there are uh, are doing better than worse. Uh, this is our first ever Christmas special. Uh, what makes it special? Uh, I don't know. Different episode art and a Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> that's about it. That's it. And I said yes. three times instead of once. That's that's your uh, your your Christmas gift right there. Right. That's all I extra, can afford. Extra yo's. I couldn't do a, a fourth. I, could, I couldn't afford the fourth yo. Well, yeah, in this economy, in this recession. <laughs> yeah, I have thoughts on the recession, but I'll keep them to myself for now. <laughs> this is not an economy podcast, but if we wanted to do an economy podcast, I could talk for hours on the recession. Oh, I'm sure you could. But no, instead, we are going to talk about a Christmas movie, specifically the 1996 comedy. Jingle all the way. Woo! Holiday classic. I mean, I like it. That's why we're talking about it. This has a critic score of 19%. So critics do not like it. Uh, Not much better in the... Well, I mean, the audience score is double, but when the the critic score is that low, (laughs) it's not that great. No, Uh, it's still 38%. Yeah. Uh, Critics consensus says Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best. (laughs) <laughs> but Jingle All the Way suffers from an uneven tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antic slapstick yuck fest. 
Um, I actually agree with that. Yeah, that one's pretty I mean, good. We'll, we'll get into it more when when the time comes. But yeah, the end of this movie is not. Uh, there's a, a tonal shift to be sure. Oh yeah, like the Velveeta fairy came along at the end and uh, <laughs> unleashed a dam of cheese. Yeah, uh, this is directed by Brian Levant. Who? No idea who that is. Um, I don't know what else is on his resume. Uh, written by a guy with an awesome name, Randy Cornfield. Hell yeah. I'm going to plow him like a cornfield. <laughs> Brian Levant did A Christmas Story 2. Ooh. Not the, uh, not the new one. Not, no, not the new one, but two that I believe didn't have Ralphie or anybody. Doesn't look like it. Uh, he also did Are We There Yet with Ice Cube, oh, Snow boy. Dogs with Kuba. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, no. Uh, and the, well, the first Flintstones and, uh, and Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven made me sad. Because you always think about Charles Grodin. That how he died. Yeah, that and like, you know, the animals are just like constantly abused and like tested and you just realize that shit's still happening. It just upsets me. Uh, So Randy Cornfield wrote one other movie and it's Eight-Legged Freaks. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Is that on the list? I think it is. I think it might be. I'm pretty sure it is. The IMDb synopsis for this is a father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. That's 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 a good one. They got yeah, it right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and I mean, you know, neither of us are parents, but I think no you know really. that feeling of like, yeah, I think we, but I think we both have that feeling of like. You know what exactly what you want to get somebody, but you just can't find it anywhere. It's so annoying. Even on Google nowadays, like, I want to get Joanna this, and it's just like, no, fuck off. Yeah, you're like, how is it sold out on Amazon? Yeah, and if there's one left, it's like $1,000. It's like, this right, is like, like eight bucks retail. Yeah, it's like, you might want it from this re- this seller, and it's like, this seller is selling it for $850. And you're like, what the fuck? It's just a makeup bag. It's not even a Birkin. Come on now. Right. Uh, so, yeah. that's. But this, like I said, this is 1996. So that Amazon was not an option. You yeah. had to run from store to store. Back like when malls were a thing. Yeah. Um, apparently, this takes place in Minneapolis, I guess, because they go to the Mall of America. So. Yeah, and it looks like Minneapolis. St. Paul. So, yeah, I mean, should we just dive right in then? Yeah, let's uh, dive in. Um, I want to have a small little segue about Arnold Schwarzenegger names and movies as we get going now. Okay. <laughs> He's, what is he, Howard in this one? Yeah, and like, just like looking at some of his other names, like Adam Gibson in The Sixth Sense. Um, let's see, Wait. Dr. Alex Hesse in Junior, Harry in True Lies, Jack Slater, Last Action Hero. Um, you know, I Arnold know Schwarzenegger is in the sixth sense or the sixth day. Sorry. Okay. I was like my racking brain. my brain going at what point was Arnold in the sixth sense? The running man. He was Ben Richards. I'm sorry. 
a dude with that accent would have none of those names. I know for movies, we're supposed to, you know, suspend disbelief and like, oh yeah, he's totally an American from the Midwest. No. Right. His last name, his real last name is Schwarzenegger. Like, right. Most Americans cannot pronounce that. That's one thing. Yeah. Without sounding uh, racist. Right. Um, that's one thing I was, I was going to get into it later. We'll go ahead and talk about since we're on the subject now, when he like is posing as turbo man at the end of the movie, no one at any point is like, why does Turbo Man suddenly have an Austrian accent? <laughs> right. He's like, obviously, right in the beginning of the movie, very, very American. And he's like, oh, hey, Turbo Man now is very, very, very Third Reich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So jumping into things, we are first introduced to Arnold's son, Jamie, who is watching the Turbo Man TV show. Uh, this this is like, it's not a superhero show in the way you would think of it now right it's it's much more akin to like a power rangers or an ultraman or um something else of that of that ilk right right uh turbo man is a he's got this you know head to toe red it almost it looks like a flash suit yeah it's like flash mixed with um iron man yeah like a big t on the chest and his sidekick is a giant pink saber-toothed tiger named Booster. That everyone hates. <laughs> everyone fucking hates for no reason. No, just like, oh, we hate him. Why? What has Booster done to you? Yeah, he's Turbo Man's faithful sidekick. Right. You should like him by default. And, like, it seems like everyone turns on him. Like, here we go. Um, <laughs> Poppy Christmas, in effect. No one seemed to be, like, no one seemed to hate him like, when Jamie's watching the show, he's not like, ah, oh, fucking booster. Goddamn pink tiger thing. <laughs> it's just the toy that everyone hates. And yeah. then that turns into everyone hating the actual booster. Poor booster. But I, I guess this is his big nemesis, uh, is Dementor, who he's got, like, a brain in a jar on top of his head. And he's played by Bull from Night Court. Yes! Richard yes. Mole, who was in this movie for all of about 35 seconds. Oh, I was like rereading the um, the cast. I'm like, yes, Richard Mole. I love that guy. And then he's like, gone. Gone for the other 89 minutes of this movie. <laughs> this movie has uh, Richard Mole and Martin Mole. No relation. No relation. Different it style. also has Harvey Corman. It does. Yeah. Hedy Lamar. I mean... Headley. <laughs> and it also has Tom Hanks's wife, Rita Wilson, who plays uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife and Jamie's mom. She comes down and she tells Jamie, you know, you got to get ready for your karate graduation. And he says, you know, what, what about dad? Dad's not home. And she says, well, you know, I'm sure your dad is working really hard. Deadbeat father. Cut to the office Christmas party. Arnold seems to, he is, is a manager or something of a mattress store, mattress company, something like that. Yeah. Some, something with mattresses and all the employees are downstairs fraternizing, having a, a great old time. And he is up in his office talking to customers and he's telling every single one of them, you know, well, I'll only do this for you. Cause you're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. Why did I sound Asian? My bad. <laughs> We we all know you're not good with accents, but that was no. pretty bad. That was not even remotely close to Central <laughs> Europe. No. 
But then Rita Wilson calls and hello again, Beatrice. And he says, you know, oh yeah, don't don't worry. I'll I'll be there. I'll make it. And and you know, you're my number one customer. And he's like, oh shit. I mean, I love you. <laughs> I would have just gone with it. I would have been like, you know, because you're my wife and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Own your mistake. You're my number one hoe. You're my bottom you're... bitch. <laughs> okay. Uh we see the <laughs> <laughs> we see the one and only Phil Hartman second appearance um, technically third but officially second yeah his, his role in So I Married an Axe Murderer is not on his uh, Rotten Tomatoes page god damn it so, but he is just this like ladies man like yeah he is <laughs> all the women in the neighborhood just want that Phil Hartman D. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you want to come over and fix my screen door and some other things? Then he's just like, I have just the tool. Yeah. It's my penis. <laughs> and it's going inside you. But he only seems to be interested in Rita Wilson, who See, is not interested in him. No, not at all. And, you know, normally you don't go for the wife of a dude who could literally crush your head with one hand. Right. Yeah. Don't go for the wife of the Terminator. Right. But so he's filming Jamie's karate graduation. He's moving on to the next belt. But so Arnold finally gets out of work. <laughs> he's uh, but he's, he immediately gets stuck in traffic. Yeah, what's, what do you think is going to happen like on Christmas Eve or the 23rd of Christmas? Festivus. Whatever. You know what I mean. Right. Fest, Festivus night. Festivus night. You know, there's going to be traffic. Everyone is going to their parents' house to pin their father. Yeah, to be shamed and yeah, to try and pin their father in the feats of strength. But so Arnold gets this bright idea that he's just going to drive on the on the shoulder. He was so confident in that, too. He was very, very confident. Overly confident. He was just like, oh, this is a great idea. Why wouldn't this work? Yeah. Why isn't no one else doing this? There's a reason for that, Arnold, and you're about to find out. Yeah. He gets pulled over. And instead of, you know, just going with it, he just starts being like, you know, I'm running out of time. <laughs> I have to get to the chopper. I have to get to the chopper. There's an alien, 10 feet back. And so, you know, the cop is just like, I'm going to need you to go ahead and step out of the car, please, sir. You drunk son of a bitch. He starts giving him a sobriety test. I don't know what made him think that he could possibly be, be drunk, but. I think he was just delaying, being an asshole and delaying him more because, you know, cops don't have anything else to do. Yeah, I think that that was the case. But so he finally gets to the gym. Like, the whole time he's driving, he's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And he gets there, and everyone's gone. There's just a janitor sweeping up. And he's like, I didn't make it. And first, like, why would you run through? First, you're in the parking lot. You see no other cars besides, like, maybe one or two. And he also parks in a loading zone, which is bad. And then I would just be like, I missed it. Gotta go. Because if you don't see your wife's car right there in the parking lot, why, do you, why are you going inside and being all disappointed? Yeah, you'd think he would have figured it out much earlier. Right. So obviously this dude is not smart. Yeah. But so he goes home and Phil Hartman is standing on his roof, putting Christmas lights on his house. That's 
Yeah, you don't do that unless uh, unless you pay somebody, and you better not know them. Yeah, he's just like I had some extras, so you know I figured I'd put them on your house. Thanks, Phil Hartman, you son of a bitch, guy, guy. But so Arnold, you know, goes and he's he's apologizing profusely to Jamie, and he's like, "Okay, what's what's the thing you want more than anything for Christmas? Because I will get it for you." To make up for being such a shitty dad. Chelsea Clinton? (laughs) What is that from? Um, Basketball. That's right. But at first, Jamie's just like, you know, oh, it's it doesn't matter. I already asked Santa. So, but Arnold's just like, yeah, well, you know, Santa is very busy this time of year. And he's not real. So he says, you know, sometimes he has to ask mommies and daddies for help. And so the kid is just like, all right, well, I want a Turbo Man action figure with Kung Fu grip and blah, 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 blah. Accessories sold separately. Batteries not included. Well, Jesus Christ, Jamie. And so Arnold's just like, oh, you, you, you got it. No problem. I'll get it for you. And see, this is why Arnold doesn't spend any time with this kid. This just doesn't relate with him. There's nothing there. Yeah. But so he's, he's talking to Rita Wilson, you know, and she says... You know, oh, oh, you you got it already, right? Like I, I asked you to get him that doll two weeks ago, and it like does this like super cheesy like quick pan in, and he's like, oh, <laughs> panic on his face. Oh no! And he's just oh, like, oh yeah, no, I I got. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got it two weeks ago, just like you asked. She's like, okay, good, because now it would just be impossible to find. Wah wah! He's like, oh no. And we have the plot of the movie now. Yep, there's your exposition. But so the next morning, Jamie, he's sitting at the table eating his Turbo Man cereal in his Turbo Man pajamas. Arnold comes downstairs and he's like, you know, I got to run to the office real quick. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't not do it. I know. (laughs) You have to. I'm going to I'm going to try to stop. But so Rita Wilson is like, but it's Christmas Eve. And he's like, ah, I know, I just got to go real quick. And Jamie's like, well, don't forget, today is the big wintertainment parade. And, you 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 know, we go every year, although you weren't there last year or the year before. But me and mom always go. And it, it would be kind of cool if you showed up for once. Yeah. Do your goddamn job as a father. Yeah, right. And he's like, you know, plus Turbo Man is going to be there. Who? Turbo Doll? Turtle Man? <laughs> Turtle Man? Why do you want to fuck this doll so much, kid? But so Arnold says, you know, I won't miss it. I'll be there. I promise. Blah. Blah, blah, blah. So he goes outside to his car, and Phil Hartman is out there with an actual reindeer who, like, attacks Arnold. It's a very aggressive reindeer. Yeah. But Phil Hartman's just like, oh, there's something about you he doesn't like. It must be your, your aftershave or something. I've trained this reindeer specifically to take out your penis. It kind of seems that way. Yeah, because that that reindeer had an attitude the entire movie. But only towards Arnold. Only towards Arnold, you're right. Until, well, we'll get to that part later. But Hartman, you know, in the conversation mentions that he got his son Johnny a, uh, a Turbo Man doll months ago. And it's nestled safely under their tree. See, this movie could have been sped up a whole lot more if Arnold just knocked out Ted right here like he's wanted to for I'm guessing years. This is years of frustration built up 
and just went in his house and stole the kid's toy and be like, you know what? You're a dick. You're, you know, you're trying to be a good father, but you're trying to bang every, you know, buddy's wife in this neighborhood. So, you know, you can go out there and find a new doll. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. You want to fight about it? Yeah. Like I literally have a fitness program named after me. How about that? And it's national. It's a national fitness program. Yeah. But Hartman tells him, you know, oh, it's going to, the weather's supposed to get pretty bad. You might want to wrap some chains around those tires. And Arnold's like, I'll wrap some chains around you. What? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. The cockles did do nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> but so he goes to the store, which has not yet opened, but there's people just like, in the street, lined up trying to get into this rest into this restaurant into the store. That paella must be real good, <laughs> uh, including this mailman named Sinbad. Hey, that's not his name, but he's played by Sinbad. And It'd be funny he says, if Sinbad's you know, just like my character will be Sinbad in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, you know, his son also wants a Turbo Man, but and he says, you know, you know why. It's these damn multi-million dollar toy cartels. They brainwash us and they put these subliminal messages into the into the shows. And they make our kids want these things. And he starts going off on like QAnon bullshit and stuff. But the first part, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's and it's not really toy cartels. It's the com- the conglomerate as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah they. The show is a marketing ploy for the toys. Right. That's where they but make he says, the money. He says, I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a semester. <laughs> I took one psychology class. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember what exactly he says, but he, then he like turns around and grabs this woman by the throat and starts choking, choking her. her. Yeah, I forgot, but it's like, holy shit. And everybody looks so offended, but no one's stopping him. Right. And then he's like, he just like, let's go. And it's like, you shouldn't wear fur. Yeah. Fur is murder, and I can kill you. But so the the finally, the guy flips the sign over to open, opens the door. He gets knocked down as people just storm in. He flew back like a good 10, 15 feet as the doors flew open. Yeah. People are, and people are just stomping on him, crushing him as they make this mad dash in. Everybody's grabbing everything off the shelves. But Wait, all the, the Turbo Mans. <laughs> what? I, I, this is the part where I was like, this would have been fun to be an extra because like you go dive into that you know wall of balls there. Okay, right. I can do that <laughs> for no apparent reason. Just run as fast as you can and hit some toys. All right, <laughs> all right, coach. But all the Turbo Mans are sold out. Of course. So Arnold grabs the nearest associate, one Chris Parnell. Hey, is he? I forgot to check. Is this his second? I don't think so. What else was he in? Um, Hot Rod. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know if this is on his Rotten Tomatoes page, so I don't know if it counts. Oh, I really should start doing some research as I'm watching a movie like you do. But so Arnold asks him, you know, do you ha- I'm looking for a turbo man. And Parnell just starts laughing at him. He just laughs in his face. Yeah. With his... Uh, with- <laughs> With a turtleneck he was wearing under that vest, you can tell he's not a very smart man. <laughs> and again, like people just treating Arnold like he's a bitch. Like, <laughs> why? 
Like, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's huge, and people are just punking him out. Yeah, and he's like, you're big, or he's big, you're not. You know, th- there's a hierarchy. Yeah, stop taking shit. You know, we're both above six feet tall, and, you know, in my experience, people tend to move for me more than I move for them. Right? But so, you know, Chris Pardell tells him, oh, we have plenty of booster. No one wants a goddamn booster. <laughs> no, no one wants the booster. But he says, you know, we had one left. A lady had it on layaway. Because he, he says they had been sold out for months. Yeah. But there was one left because the lady had it on layaway. He says she just left. It's a lady in a fur coat. Oh. So Arnold goes outside. After he, um, he uses a remote control car to trip Sinbad. How did he see them? He's like going up and down aisles doing like U-turns. He's like, yeah, I can do this. I have like a sixth sense with this RC car. Yeah, I don't know. But so he runs outside, chases down this woman in a fur coat. People with an astute ear will recognize this actress as Yeardley Smith, a.k.a. Lisa Simpson. Hey. The voice is hard to not recognize. It's not. Yeah. But he says, hey, lady, I know it's in your bag. I'll, I'll pay you three times what you paid for it. First, he says, um, he like runs up and she's like, oh, I know, I know what you want. You want my number. He's like, no, I want your bag. I'll pay you three times for what you paid for it. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. And then she's like, and just in case, here's my number. So he takes the bag, reaches in, pulls out, booster. God damn it. God damn booster. And he just throws it in the trash. <laughs> no one wants this shit. He just paid probably, I don't know, $150 at least for right. that. And he just throws it in the trash. He's like, no. No one wants this goddamn thing. <laughs> then he sees in the back of a car, he sees the Turbo Man and the woman <gasps> in a fur coat. So he starts chasing down the car, but obviously he can't catch a car. No, he's not that fast. Right. So he gets in his car and he starts driving all over town. He's going from store to store. He's calling stores in the in the yellow pages. Our younger listeners don't know what a yellow pages is, but but he's calling just every toy store, going to every toy store. Nobody's got any Turbo Mans, and so he's he gets frustrated and he like assaults this Turbo Man standee, just rips it apart. <laughs> he like he punches it and it like swings and comes back like a weeble wobble. You son of a bitch! You attacked me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah then Why like, do I do a Kennedy accent? Like you attack me? <laughs> oh. Ick buying un turbo man. <laughs> you are a turbo man? Uh yep. A donut man? <laughs> a turtle man. Turtle. Sinbad keeps calling him turtle man. <laughs> Get back here, turtle man. But so Phil Hartman goes to Arnold's house when he's not there. Rita Wilson is there uh making cookies. Johnny and Jamie are fighting in the living room. And Phil Hartman's just like, you know, you've been working really hard. Why don't you go take a shower? She goes to take a shower right as oh, Arnold man. calls. And Phil Hartman, <laughs> I love this scene. It's so good. Phil Hartman answers the phone and he's just like, hello? Uh, I don't remember their last name. Whatever residence. Langston, Langston residence. And he's just like, Ted, where's my wife? And he's just like, <laughs> Mm, your wife's cookies are out of this world. <laughs> they are so lip-smackingly delicious. 
And he's, uh, Arnold's just like, you know, go go get Rita right now. And he's like, oh, I think she's in the shower. Want me to go check? No. Like, no. <laughs> just just tell her I'm going to be late. And Barbara's <laughs> like, oh, these cookies. <laughs> They're so damn good. And Arnold goes, put that cookie down now. Nobody at the phone bank. There used to be a thing called phone banks, kids. It's just like, what the hell is going on with this large dude? Why is he yelling, put that cookie down? <laughs> but that might be my favorite line in the whole movie. It's just, put that cookie down. Next time I it's go like, to a store, I'm going to yell that at a child. <laughs> it's it's the comedy version of Get to the Chopper. It is. Put that cookie down. But yeah, uh, it's hard to explain what a phone bank is, because first you have to explain what a phone booth is. Right. There's this, there's this thing called there there used to be these things called payphones where you'd put change, which are small coins that are made of you know mostly nickel and then silver plated, and they have a value of around twenty five cents. I'm sure some of you kids have seen a quarter. Um, a quarter equals a quarter dollar. Get it? There you go. I don't know what dime and nickel mean though. That's just anyway. Um, but yeah, there used to be a bunch of like payphones, you know, lined up next to each other, and people, you know, because there was no cell phones back in like 1994, unless you're Zach Morris, and uh, yeah, you just made calls around the town. But Zach Morris is trash. Yeah, so many people have killed themselves after interacting with that man. But so he leaves. The, he's walking away from the phone bank, and who's on the last uh, last phone pay payphone? Sinbad. Sinbad. He's like, hey, you know, I just want to apologize for all that kerfuffle at the toy store. We we should team up and then, you know, do double our resources. Arnold's just like, no, you can go fuck yourself. I don't want to do anything with the likes of you, a mailman, that is. Yeah. But they hear this guy, like, he's running to his car and he's like, Toyworks just got a new shipment of Turbo Man. Go, go, go. Ah. So Arnold gets in his car. Quickly throws it in reverse, and he doesn't look, and he backs over a cop's motorcycle. God damn it. In fact, it's the same cop that pulled him over earlier. And as he's trying to pick it back up, the cop comes out of the, the coffee shop. My little mirror. <laughs> you broke my little mirror. <laughs> but so they go to the Mall of America. They go to this toy works store, and they are having a lottery. Instead of just first come, first serve, they're doing a lottery for the shipment of um, of Turbo Mans. This is not going to go well for anybody. Yeah, have we learned nothing from Ticketmaster? Like, Even back then, Ticketmaster was shit. Yeah. But they're doing lottery. Instead of using like little ping pong balls, they're using Super Balls. You know, because it's a toy store. Yeah, makes sense. But the guy also says, you know, in, in the uh, concept of supply and demand... The list price is now doubled. Well, he knows his economy, his basic macroeconomics there. <laughs> he's, he's like, if you don't get a Turbo Man, don't worry, we have plenty of boosters. No one wants that shit. <laughs> Sinbad goes, we don't want it. <laughs> and everybody's like, no, no, booster, no. <laughs> this is really the part where just like the vitriol towards <laughs> booster starts. It's a cute little toy. Yeah, I don't understand. But anyways, um, they, they, people just start rushing to the guy with the Super Bowls. 
because they, they say line up in an orderly line and people do not. No, you don't tell that to people day before Christmas. Yeah, and so the guy just takes his bucket of Super Bowls and just throws them all in the air. Oh, boy. People are, like, tackling each other, stepping over each other, punching each other, trying to get one of these Super Bowls. There's one in particular that Arnold's chasing, and who should happen to grab it? But And he grabs it by macing Arnold in the face. Good move. Good move. And so, yeah, Arnold gets tackled. The ball rolls away. Sinbad grabs it. Arnold's just like, he got two! Get him! Oh, and, and people, so, they, they done got him. They get him. They tackle him. And the ball just goes bouncing. And so Arnold, instead of trying to get a, another one, he chases this damn thing all through the mall. He's rushing through different stores, <sighs> going through, like, playgrounds and shit, trying Tack- to get this one Super Bowl. Yeah, tackles a child. But it falls off the awning and falls right into a kid's stroller. What are the chances? And so he chases this kid all through the play area. He's going through the, you know, the crawling through the tubes and going down slides and everything. And he finally, he like slides down into a ball pit. And he's just like, yeah, there, little girl. Look what I have, a shiny red ball. Do you want to trade? It's like one of the ball pit balls. It's like she's surrounded by those. Like she could just grab one if she wanted one. Yeah, the ball that she has currently is not currently... Uh... I use currently twice, now three times, is does not have any urine or feces upon it. She has a fairly clean ball at this point. Yeah, and also it's a super ball, not just a lame ball pit ball. It, it bounces so high. Yeah. But suddenly, who I assume is this, uh, this girl's mom, as well as several other moms, all start just beating Arnold with purses and umbrellas, and they're calling him a sicko pervert. God, it's like flashbacks to when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> they no, called you a sicko pervert. Yeah, just because you know, just just because you take your pants off once in the ball pit during <laughs> business hours. <laughs> I never did that. There's no Chuck E. Cheese in Aberdeen. But so Arnold breaks free and just walks away. They're so concerned about him being a sicko pervert, but they don't bother calling security or the cops or anything. No, it's like he's gone now. Danger averted. <laughs> Yeah, like he walks away and he's like, I'm not a sicko pervert. And they're like, oh, he's not a sicko pervert. Okay. Oh, he said he's not. Okay. And so he walks right by Santa Claus, who is currently on break. They put up the sign, you know, Santa will be back in five minutes or whatever. Take it to smoke. Santa's still sitting on his throne and he's like, Psst. hey, buddy, you want a turbo man? Our Santa is none other than Jim Belushi. Hey. hey the least talented Belushi. Awful. <laughs> Uh, as as well as his elf, Mickey. That's that's who I was thinking. It's Mickey. <laughs> they they um, said his real name, and I was like, no, that's Mickey. Uh, making his second appearance on the podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. I remember him being in something else, but I can't remember what it was. I think he's also in a few other things, if I recall correctly. But, you know, Arnold doesn't believe that they have a Turbo Man, and so... So Mickey holds up a photo of him holding <laughs> a Turbo Man doll and today's newspaper. <laughs> they used to do this to show that the date was real. Right, yeah. But it's like, they usually do that in like hostage situations. <laughs> right. But so they get in Arnold's car and they drive for a while. They drive like over a bridge and... Through the into woods. Like the, 
the the seedy part of town over the river through the woods through the seedy part of town they get go through this gate that seems to be uh manned by a homeless person <laughs> and a dog and a dog yeah with a he's got a you know the requisite burning barrel <laughs> all hobos have a burning barrel <laughs> but so they go to this warehouse Belushi goes up to the door and he's like Did you hear that? I did hear that. And uh, Daddy Woodburn, aka Mickey, was in Death the Smoochie. That's what it was. Yeah, so Jim Belushi does this jingle bell knock. Guy, you know, slides one of the little little door things. What's the password? Password here is Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. That's a good password for that. So this guy opens the door, they go in, and there's just, like, wall-to-wall Santa Clauses. All, like, it looked, I mean, it looks like Santa's workshop, except instead of elves, they're Santa Clauses. They're this all making toys. seem legit to me at all. No? <laughs> no. Something, something seems fishy. Uh, well, we'll get there. Um... Yeah, and Arnold says that too. He says, you know, so, something about this doesn't feel kosher. <laughs> and Jim Belushi's just like, oh, kosher? From from the guy who assaulted a toddler for a Super Bowl? <laughs> he then breaks out into song in which all the other Santas join him. That was weird. Uh, for the song, uh, The Little Boy Who Santa Claus Forgot. It's a sad song. And yeah, and they sing this the whole song. And then Mickey brings this tur- this uh, present, and Belushi tells him, "All right, it's it's three hundred dollars." Dear God, supply and demand. It's true. But so he he starts ripping it open, and Belushi's just like, "No, no, don't don't open it, don't open it, not here." But he opens it, and it's a Spanish speaking version of the Turbo Man doll. Hola, yo soy Turbo Man. <laughs> but then he, he opens the box and the thing just falls apart. <laughs> it's not a, that was so funny. It's like none of the parts are like glued together or anything. It's just like just disintegrates out of the box. Yeah. Um, but so Arnold's just like, oh, give me my money back, you scam artist. What'd and Belushi tells him Sorry, all sales final. And he says there, you're con men, thieves, degenerates, criminals. And so Belushi's just like, how dare you? All right, yeah. put up your dukes. Yeah, we will fight. And so, like, instead of punching him out, Arnold, like, pulls his beard and then snaps it. Like, snaps his, it into his face. Which well, cues the ninja Santa. <laughs> there's always comes, a ninja Santa. <laughs> He comes flipping out of the back with his candy cane nunchucks. That was pretty sweet. I want some candy cane nunchucks. Yeah. But Arnold just picks up a giant plastic candy cane and just beats this guy. And so suddenly, off in the distance, we hear, Whoa! (laughs) Well, it's a big show. The big show Santa Claus comes out. It is Paul White. Uh, I think he's he's in the credits. 
I think it was he was in the credits as Paul the Giant White. So White. this was WCW Correct. days. Yeah. This is about three years before he joined WWF. WWE, whatever. Yeah. And uh, this giant Santa's just like, I'm going to deck your halls, bub. He's going to ass fuck me in front of all these people. <laughs> Arnold takes the big candy cane, hits him in the chest, and it, the candy cane breaks. And so then he just starts punching him in the gut. Nothing. No reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like, I've taken on DDP and Lex Luger and Hulk Hogan. You do nothing to me. Little yeah, have you not... Have you not seen World War Three? <laughs> you should see what I did to Lex Luger in this building. Every battle royal where they all gang up on me and then I go, and they all break away. <laughs> Literally every battle royal. Every single one. I'm always the odds-on favorite to win it. And I never do. <laughs> I never do. Not once. <laughs> but then suddenly, this tiny two-foot Santa Claus... Jumps on Arnold's shoulders. You know who played that tiny, tiny Santa Claus? Vern Troyer. Troyer. <laughs> Making his first appearance and not his last. Yeah. But Big Show goes to punch Arnold. He ducks. Big Show ends up punching Vern Troyer. I, I, Big Show's fist may be about the size of Vern Troyer. It was about <laughs> the same size. But I love Vern Troyer just goes flying. He like, went a hundred feet back, at least. Yeah. And and the noise that he makes, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> Paul White's like, oh, my little buddy. <laughs> but then Mickey comes up and he tases Arnold. Right in the butthole. Right in, right in the butthole. <laughs> at that moment, suddenly the police come in and raid the whole place. Oh, no. They're taking all the Santas away in handcuffs, and they're like, hey, who are you? To Arnold. And he grabs this toy badge. Like he's Herschel just, Walker. Like Herschel Walker, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, this must be the worst bust I've ever seen. I've been working this case for three months, and you just run in here all willy-nilly. At first, I was in a, in a kindergarten class, and now I'm here, busting Santa Claus. <laughs> he's like, get your act together and arrest someone. I love, he says, you come barging in here like a bunch of terrorists at a tea party. <laughs> um, oh, hey, we have to so yeah, up on the list. Do we? Yeah. Well, I'm damned. But so, yeah, he gets off scot-free. Just off he goes. Um, but as he's driving, I guess, onto the next toy store, he runs out of gas on this bridge. <sighs> Good thing it didn't collapse. The bridge? Too, too soon? Yeah. Okay, my bad. Bleep that so out. he he pushes his car to this diner where he, you know, either they got a pay phone there. And we see back at his house, we, we <laughs> see Phil Hartman handing out hot cocoa to all the neighborhood uh, moms. Oh, hey. Uh, his son, Johnny, says that he named the reindeer Ted. After his dad, that's Phil Hartman's character, is Ted. Aww. And Jamie is just like, you know, I, I wish my dad did cool stuff like this. And Johnny is just like, oh, well, he never did this before. Uh, you know, he didn't do this until my him and his, him and my mom split up. Hey, maybe your parents should get a divorce. It did wonders for my dad. <laughs> and Jamie is just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, runs away. 
runs home as the phone is ringing, answers the phone, and uh, Arnold's just like, where's your mother? And he's Jamie says, oh, mom's next door petting Ted. Arnold's like, she's doing what? Okay. Repeat Tommy says, <laughs> Jamie says, you know, are you going to be back for the parade? Are we really want to go see Turbo Man. And Arnold's like, I don't want to hear any more about Turbo Man. I fucking hate Turbo Man. I want Turbo Man to die in a fire. I want his, him and his whole family dead. <laughs> I want him and his tortillas dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, Jamie snaps and he's just like, you never do anything you say. You'd never keep your promises. You're, you're a big dick. He's yeah, like, he doesn't go, call him a big dick. but <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dad. Go fuck yourself, dad. Whoa, strong language for a five-year-old. But then he hangs up on him, so Arnold goes and you know gets a cup of coffee at the at the bar, sits right next to Sinbad. Man, I wanted to I wanted to order a patty melt, some onion rings, and a strawberry shake watching that scene. <laughs> I just love how Sinbad just keeps popping up everywhere. I mean, Minneapolis is a huge freaking city. What did I say, freaking? It is a huge fucking city, and. <laughs> You know, it's like what twice the size of Seattle, and like you never run into anybody in Seattle. Yeah, not. I mean, like you would think that Sinbad was following him, right? That, that's pretty much the only way that this could happen. So yeah. many times, stalkerish, if you will. Yeah, but Sinbad pulls out a bottle of some kind of liquor, puts what a little bit it, in his coffee, stagecoach or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, puts a little in his coffee, a little in Arnold's coffee. And he starts telling the story, like when he says, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted this Johnny Seven OMA. It was a seven in one toy gun. He says, you know, I had a grenade launcher and a rifle and a shotgun and a sniper rifle and a blah 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 blah. And a big black dildo. This was a real thing. Did you did you know that? No, I did not. I looked it up. Yeah, the Johnny Seven OMA was a real toy. Oh shit. But he says, you know, uh, my my neighbor. He got one, and now he's the he's the CEO of some kind of company or something. And he's like, you know, my my dad let me down, and now I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, in Arnold's head, Sinbad turns into Jamie, and he's holding the bottle. He's just like, "Here's to you, Dad." <laughs> Takes a big pull off the bottle. You know, I think we should you know push kids to hit the hooch a little bit sooner in life. <laughs> And this they wouldn't be so seven. hyperactive. That's right. They calm their asses down a little bit. <laughs> you know, go to bed for once in their lives. But this Johnny OMA thing looks pretty goddamn real. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like scary real. It's like looks like a um, just like a military gun with a grenade launcher on it. Yeah, I don't know if it got recalled or if they just stopped making them. But yeah, it it looked pretty real. Get one for my nephew for four hundred bucks here on eBay. <laughs> Damn, is that what they cost? I see. Well, I guess they don't make them anymore, so they plus a yeah. hundred dollars shipping. Jesus Christ! Anyway, anyway, uh, suddenly they hear on the radio station the DJ is saying, "You know, are you looking for a Turbo Man and can't find one? Well, we will we will give one away to the first person to call in and correctly name all eight reindeer." Oh, that's easy. Is it on? Dasher on Donner Dan on Dancer on Blitzen on Compton on Cupid on Donner and Blitzen. Dasher Dancer. 
That's not all of them. That's only six. And I think we said Blitzen twice. You know what? There's Rudolph. That's seven. Yeah, I still think we said Blitzen twice and possibly Dancer twice. Okay. We're in our 40s. Or, oh, oh, one of us is in the 40s. One of us is almost 40. It's been a while since we've had to care about this shit. Yeah, we're childless. Yeah, we're childless. We don't tell stories to our nieces and nephews. You don't have any nieces and nephews, do you? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, no. No, I guess. Sorry. I have, No, I have second cousins. Okay. But younger second cousins. Yeah, like my cousins are all my age bracket and they have kids. Okay. Um, but, oh, so Arnold runs to the phone booth, starts calling. Sinbad grabs the phone and just rips it out of the out of the um ba- the base. Right. And the chef guy, he's like, "You know, the radio station is only 2 blocks down the ro- down the road. You could just go down there." And so they take off running. Arnold, you know, being Arnold in super great shape, he's running <laughs> Sinbad's. Uh, 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 he's like throwing out, throwing mail out of his bag trying to lighten his load. He's just like you know, dripping sweat already, and it's like been half a block. But he's wearing yeah. a lot of clothing too. But so Arnold gets to the um, gets to the radio station, barges into the booth where DJ Gene Parmesan is. <laughs> Martin Mull, Colonel Mustard himself, Ayo. Uh, who calls the cops because you know this giant man just burst into his booth. And Arnold is just like yelling reindeer in his face. He's just like, ah, Donna Dixon, Blitzen, Comet Cupid. Gene. Yeah, I, said Donna, I said Donna Dixon. Yeah, Donna Dixon. Who the fuck's Donna Dixon? I believe Donna Dixon was a porn star. American film actress. Um, but then Sinbad comes in and he like reaches into his, his mailbag and he's like, pulls out this little package. And he's like, all right, nobody move. You know what this is? This is a homemade explosive device. And Arnold's Shit. like, you made a bomb? And he's like, made? No, there's hundreds of these come through the mail every day. I just kept one. Oh, shit. And so him and Arnold, Arnold kind of start, you know, wrestling. He throws the box up, up in the air and it hits the ground and nothing happens. <sighs> Except you hear this music. <laughs> so Arnold grabs it, unwraps it, and it's this music box. Oh, Gene Parmesan is like, were you guys under the impression I had a Turbo Man doll in the studio? He says, no, what we have is a gift certificate. And then you can go and buy one when they get back in stock. Oh. And so Arnold's just like, all right, fine. Takes the gift certificate. As they're leaving, the cops come because first Arnold burst in and then they think Sinbad had a bomb. So obviously the cops are there. They surround Sinbad. Arnold takes off through a back door. The same cop catches him. The same cop from (laughs) before. Third time now. What are the chances? Sinbad reaches into his bag, pulls out a package. He's like, you know what this is? This is a homemade explosive device. (laughs) And so he like puts it down and he's like, don't follow me. And he gets in the elevator. And as he's leaving, the... Um, cop that had Arnold because did he just let him go? I don't remember why. I think so. Yeah. Because he had nothing to hold him on. Um, he like picks up this package and he's like, 
Don't don't worry. I was in the bomb squad for three years. I think he says ten years, full ten years. decade. <laughs> and he's just like he like you know kind of listens to it, and I think maybe he smells it. Yeah, and he's just like, this isn't a bomb. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> the thing goes off, and we just see Sinbad like looks back, and he's like, that really was a bomb. Sick world we're living in. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, son of a bitch! I just killed fifteen cops. <laughs> But no, none of them died. Just they're just cartoonishly burned. Okay, thank God. Third degree burns are better than death. It's like it's seriously cartoonish for like if they were ducks, like Daffy Duck, they would have like turned their bill around from the back of their head. Right. <laughs> they should have had some kind of background do that. <laughs> like just just his hat, like just turn yeah. his hat back around, just, just mm-hmm. and just be like, that was despicable. Arnold goes out to his car, and it's been completely stripped. God damn. All four wheels are gone. Someone spray-painted Mary Xmas, but Mary was spelled M-E-R-I. Yeah. <laughs> on the windshield. <laughs> so he gets towed back to his house. Hartman is still at his house, and he takes the, the star and puts it on top of the tree. And Rita Wilson is just like, ooh. Like, could could you not do that? Because that's that's Arnold's job, and he's pretty adamant about it. Hartman's just like, maybe he should be adamant about spending time with his family on Christmas Eve. Ooh, burn. That's It's a valid point, I will say. It is. But so Arnold sees Phil Hartman in his house, putting the star on his tree. So he breaks into Hartman's house and steals Johnny's Turbo Man. Thank you. That was my idea, too. But as he's leaving, he's like, what am I doing? Like, this is not, you know, spirit of Christmas. This is this is wrong. I can't do this. Oh, Suddenly, the reindeer <laughs> shows up. <laughs> the reindeer chases him around the house. In the struggle, he knocks over one of the wise men from the nativity scene, whose head falls off and rolls into the fire. Oh, no, Balthazar. <laughs> Arnold takes a stocking, and he's, like, trying to put the fire out with a stocking, which just spreads it. <laughs> So finally, he just kicks the thing. It goes through the window and like flies towards some carolers that were out on the lawn. <laughs> Hartman comes out and he's like, Balthazar! <laughs> Arnold, you know, goes to Reed Wilson. He's like, Luke, I can explain. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. I just want to go to the parade. This Phil Hartman. It sounds like it. Yeah. She's like, Phil Hartman, can you please drive us to the parade? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He turns to Arnold and he goes, you can't bench press your way out of this one. Damn. And then Arnold punches the reindeer in the face. <laughs> and he's like, you started it. It's true. It is true. But then they bond and they drink beer together. They're Aww. sitting out by, by Jamie's uh, little clubhouse drinking beer. Arnold's pouring it in his dish. So nice. And reindeer's a sloppy drunk, by the way. Yeah, he is. But Arnold looks back into the clubhouse and he sees Jamie's drawing of the three of them. And he's just like, it's time I start keeping my promises. <gasps> and that cheese fair we talked about earlier has now come in. <laughs> yeah, he gives the rest of the six pack to the reindeer, heads to the parade. Get ready. Another Seinfeld reference. Jackie Childs is one of the commentators for the parade. That's who that was. Who told you to put the bomb on? (laughs) 
What's his name? Cosmo um, Kramer. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hartman, like he, you know, he parks the van, tells the boys, "Go, go get a place in line." And then he like shoots a shot with Rita Wilson. He's just like, you know, I've, I've always found you very attractive, and starts, um, you know, basically just going off about how he, he finds her attractive. And, uh, you know, he's basically like, I'm a very eligible bachelor. Like, I could have any MILF in this neighborhood. But she's like, you know, not any MILF. She's been all used up by Tom Hanks. Arnold sees them. And he, uh, he, I don't remember what exactly happens, but he, like, is, he's, goes running and he runs over the same fucking cup again that's four times yeah and he's holding his coffee and he like falls and spills hot coffee all over himself and he's like his hands are all bandaged from the bomb and so this cop starts chasing him he's like you know looking under this school bus because he's watching arnold's feet and he's running and he just slams right into the back of another school (laughs) bus and a uh, yakety sax starts playing. It's like how many people get that reference? Uh, two. Rita Wilson smacks Phil Hartman and like throws his eggnog in his face. Do you like eggnog? No. It's so gross. Um, my ex once said something that I can never forget. Where. She said, to me, eggnog is, I want to get a little drunk, but I also want pancakes. Huh. Because <laughs> it's like drinking pancake batter. That's a good, good point. <laughs> but so Arnold is running through this parade prep area. All the people, you know, getting the floats ready and stuff. He's running through them trying to dodge this cop. And he runs into this warehouse thing. And this guy stops him. And he's like, are you the guy? And I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the guy. Like, all these people, all these people run up behind him and they're like putting stuff on him, putting clothes on him. And this guy is like, man, like we really appreciate you filling in. It was a total freak accident. What happened at rehearsal? And don't <laughs> worry. Uh, Pete is, is showing signs of brain activity again. So that's a good sign. <laughs> hey, uh, Arnold then looks up and he sees booger. Yes. <laughs> I texted Tony the other night. I was watching New Girl, and like he plays the principal, right? And I was like, "Do you think he ever gets tired of being called Booger?" Yes. And Tony, Tony was like, "Probably, but like, just own it." Right. It's like, like if your first, like, like if your first big role is someone named like Booger or Boner or Donger, <laughs> like that's that's your brand now. Right, yeah, that's you. It's like the dude from uh, Growing Pains. He's like uh, Kirk Hammond's best friend's name was Boner. Boner, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Booger is Booster. He's wearing a big pink saber tooth tiger costume. <laughs> it looks good too. It's very like Hanna Barbera. Yeah. yeah, Arnold's just like, "Hey, you're Booster," and he's just like, "Yeah, who do you think you are, Mary Poppins?" Ooh, burn. But so he like rises up out of on this, you know, on the Cody Vader <laughs> um, on this on this float, and he's head to toe dressed like Turbo Man. And he's you know, he's doing like the, only the Turbo Man salute. 
Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. He's like, you know, doing the Turbo Man salute, which is also the Cub Scout salute. And um, they announced that Turbo Man is going to pick a child from the audience who will win this special deluxe limited edition Turbo Man doll. Hey, you know what you get if you add your pinky to the uh, Turbo Man salute? Shocker. <laughs> the shocker. You get two in the cake and one in the pudding. <laughs> That's right. In the figgy pudding. Merry Christmas. Remember when Calabro used to say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god. Was like, there's, I was like, there's no way Kevin Calabro just said two in the cake and one in the pudding, pudding. on a national broadcast. Many times. Um, I I wonder if he knew what he was saying. I I'm gonna text him. <laughs> But so obviously, Arnold is going to pick Jamie. Those, points other, at, those poor kids. They didn't have a he chance. Points, and they had, they had, yeah, they had no chance. He points at Jamie. Johnny's just like, no, he's pointing at me. And Arnold's just like, Jamie. And Arnold's just like, no one's just like, that's not Turbo Man's voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big Austrian dude. Yeah. But so Jamie comes up on the float when suddenly Dementor. The big-brained guy from earlier, with the juice comes, in his brain, with the yeah, with the juicy brain, comes swinging down on a zip line. Only it's Sinbad. Son of a bitch! Where'd he come from? <laughs> but he's just like, give me the doll, and nobody gets hurt. And Booster is just like, dude, this wasn't in the script. <laughs> he punches Booster off the float. He goes flying. Yeah, and then all these kids run up and just start assaulting Booster. They're beating the shit out of him. Booster. <laughs> Death to Booster. I was like, what is happening? Why does everyone suddenly hate Booster so much? Did he turn um, on Turbo Man and we not realize it? Dude, I don't know. It was wild. But then he, like, Dementor has this move where he, like, pushes a button and his fist flies off and somehow Sinbad does this but then like it comes back and he's like moving his fingers like it's his real hand and I'm like wait a minute what just happened hold up but then Jamie comes up and just kicks Sinbad right in the dick <laughs> so Sinbad grabs Jamie or starts chasing Jamie he's chasing him through the parade there's this like this big anthropomorphic box like a Christmas present. <laughs> Somebody just pushed it down. He's like, out of the way, box! Just got He slammed that box. <laughs> yeah, he did. Jamie starts climbing in this fire escape up to the top of the building. He climbed that fire escape really well for a six-year-old. Yeah, and Rita's, Rita Wilson is like chasing him, and this, this cop stops her and is like, all part of the show, ma'am. And she's like, that's my son! He is not part of the show! And this oh. cop is just like, ooh? That's not what the script says. Yeah, and then what does the cop do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but so Jamie gets on top of the roof, and Sinbad's just like, nowhere to go now, kid. And the kid's like, nah, bitch. Yeah. Starts climbing this Christmas decoration. You're, you'll never catch on. me. <laughs> um, 
And so the the other commentator that's not Jackie Childs is just like, fly, Turbo Man, use your jetpack. Wait, what? It's functional. This is when it this is when it gets really bonkers. <laughs> Arnold hits the boosters on his jetpack and he just starts like flying around in a circle, like doing little spirals up in the air. <laughs> until he gets, I don't know, three miles in the air. Yeah. And then he just like stops and just starts falling. <laughs> Everything is fine. Everything's fine. But somehow he like gets gets the hang of it and he's like flying around around all the buildings of downtown Minneapolis looking like Spider-Man or something. Yeah. Spider-Man, Arnold can. But um the decoration thing that Jamie and Sinbad are on falls. Oh no. And I guess, no, before that, Arnold flies by and he tries to grab Jamie's hand and he misses. You got to build the drama. Yeah. And then he, he flies through, you know, there's one of those banners going across the top of the street that says wintertainment parade. He flies through that, breaks one side of it, and then just like (laughs) spins around the pole. I'm getting dizzy. Like a tether ball. Right. Finally breaks out of that flies through this family's apartment as they're sitting down for Christmas Eve dinner. And just ruins their dinner. Yeah. Doesn't even say apartment. I'm sorry. No. He just destroys their apartment. Then he just like plows into the side of a building head first. And just doesn't drops. get hurt. Yeah, he's fine. He has it like he drop right. first, he's like, first he's like, <laughs> like against the side of the building. Yeah, he like vibrates. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's trying to go through the building but can't. Right. And then he just like turns vertical and goes straight down, lands head first in on the street. After doesn't long, get like, hurt. 30 stories. Yeah. Doesn't get hurt. Yeah. He just like, Oh, Oh, all right. Take a couple. That, of that helmet tomorrow. must be really fucking good. It's like peacemakers. I guess. Yeah. This is when this, the tree decoration falls. So Jamie and Sinbad are like hanging. A child wouldn't be able to do this. And Sinbad wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> but Sinbad grabs the doll out of Jamie's backpack. Ah. Jamie's Jamie's just like, Turbo Man, use your turbo rang. Hmm? So he pulls out this uh, tur- the boomerang out of his boot, throws it, misses. But as boomerangs do, it comes back. Oh. Um, hits Sinbad. He falls. Dies. Luckily, he lands, lands in a float. Oh. So he does not die. No, he's still alive. But he's arrested. Jamie loses his grip. He falls. But luckily, Turbo Arnold is able to swoop in and catch him. Yay! So, you know, Arnold takes Jamie to Rita Wilson. And Jamie is just like, you know, this was cool. But I really wish that dad could have been here. Oh, hey, hold up. And Arnold's just like, you know. Arnold's just like. You know, you, your dad would be here if he could. He, he loves you more than anything. You know, and your voice just, sounds kind of like my father's. <laughs> and not Turbo Man's whatsoever. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Jamie and Rita Wilson are both just like, you know, how how could you possibly know that? How could you know what my dad thinks? He's like, well, who would know better than? And pulls off the helmet. He's like, Me. And then right at that moment, like Phil Hartman shows up and he's like, what's going on here? And Johnny is just like, Jamie's dad is Turbo Man. 
And so Hartman's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's scram, kid. That same cop shows up again. God damn it. He's got the doll. And he's like, young man, I believe this belongs to you. Gives Jamie the doll. And then he's like, and as for you, we could really use a man like you on the police force. And Arnold turns around. He's just like, thanks. I'll keep that in mind. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry about the bike and the matches. coffee and the bus and the bomb. <laughs> and like you can see Rita Wilson in the background just mouth, bomb. <laughs> what the hell happened today? <laughs> but so Jamie takes this limited edition, one of a kind, one of one Turbo Man doll Worth and gives it today. to Sinbad. What? I assume. What'd you say? He said, worth millions today, I assume. Fucking probably. But he just gives it to Sinbad. Yeah. Who, he says, here, give a, this to your son. Yeah. Sinbad was just a dick the entire movie. And he's going to prison. Where I assume, I don't know why, but I assume he's going to be sharing a cell eventually with Max Orbison in a couple of years. <laughs> but he got the doll. So he won, kind of? Kind of, yeah. You know, a phallic victory. But Jamie is, did you say a phallic victory? That's not the word I wanted. But <laughs> <sighs> um, Jamie says, what do I need the doll for? I've got the real Turbo Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which, if I'm Arnold, I'm like, no. You, no t- you get that fucking doll. You know what the fuck I've been through today? You take that doll, and you love it, and you appreciate it. <laughs> Because I probably have to give this suit back in like 20 minutes, and I also might be going to jail as well. You're right. He sh- probably should have, yeah. Yeah. But instead, uh, people carry him on their shoulders through the streets of Minneapolis. Child. Away from his child. He's been trying to get his to his kid all day long, and he's like, yay, I'm being taken away from my wife and child once again. <laughs> But so back at the Schwarzenegger home, we see Arnold put the star on top of the tree, just Aww. like he was meant to. And then Rita Wilson says, you know, I, I think it's great that everything that you went through for Jamie today, and it just it just got me thinking, if, if you're willing to go through all of that just to get him that doll, what'd you get for me? Sequel. And once again, we get the cartoonish pan in with the panicked Arnold face. And and that's it. There is a sequel. But it doesn't star Arnold or Rita no, Wilson. It, has, it stars Larry the Cable Guy. And it's made like 15 years later. Yeah, fucking weird. I never saw it, but... Me either. I have no I desire to watch Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah, so that is Jingle All the Way. Um, is it a good movie? No. No. <laughs> and like I said, it's... There is a big time tonal shift when the parade, when they get to the whole parade thing, and it just it turns into a fucking cartoon. Yeah, it turns into a completely different movie. It seems like, and it's a little cringy, sure, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's cute. It has a decent message. Yeah, you know, critics are too up their own ass for a movie like this. I think. Yeah, this was never going to get a fair shake, but you know, it should be right around where the audience put it, not below 20%. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. It's a movie that you laugh a few times at. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a still a, it's still a fun movie. It's still right. an enjoyable movie. It's still something I watch every Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's it's a Christmas movie. Christmas movies are supposed to be a little bit cheesy, a little bit goofy. Right. I mean, have you seen that one with Jimmy Stewart? It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> That's pretty, you know, it's heavy cheese at parts in that movie. And it's like, you know, what's up for Oscars? Yeah, I mean, well, how about Home Alone? Uh, true. Like, the Wet Bandits should be dead. <laughs> they should be dead. You know who? And... And Kevin McAllister should be serving fucking life. Yeah, 18 to life at least. Yeah, torture, kidnapping, murder. Murder. Two counts. And not to mention uh, Shovel Man. Shovel Man, yeah, he killed somebody. At least a few. Allegedly. Yeah, and you know, the greatest you know, Christmas character ever, Hans Gruber, he's dead. He's, he's the greatest ever? Oh, yeah. Find me a better Christmas character than Hans Gruber. <laughs> you can't. You just laugh because you can't. Um, yeah, you're right. Fine. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, Christmas movies, like, the, the family Christmas movies are inherently silly and goofy because mm-hmm. they're made for families. And this is a, like you said, it's got a good message. It's a heartwarming movie. Yes, it's schlocky and it's goofy, but it's fun, and um, and Phil Hartman is in it, so that makes it fantastic immediately. Right, because Phil Hartman's solid fried gold in everything he's in. Fucking love Phil Hart, Hill Fartman. I love Hill Fartman, and I also love Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, aka Sandy. Yes, aka Lionel Hutz, (laughs) attorney at law. A.K.A. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to blank on his character in News Radio. Oh, yeah. He was uh, so good in News Radio. News Radio was great. It was awesome. Uh, it. I mean, it obviously went downhill when, when he died. Um, right. And they tried to replace him with John Lovitz. Uh, and then didn't Dave John... Foley leave too? I think so. Yeah, and he John Lovitz is good in like small doses, <laughs> not over a long period of time. Right. Yeah, and they tried to make like John Lovitz was basically the same character. Like he had like right. the same personality as the Phil Hartman character. And Joe Rogan, he was actually kind of funny in that. Yeah, like Joe Rogan and Andy Dick were actually funny in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go watch News Radio, guys. Yeah. Next week we will be doing a full, you know, episode by episode rewatch of News Radio. I wonder if there is a News Radio rewatch podcast. I don't know. There should be. Hopefully, there's so there's close. there's got to be. There's rewatch podcasts of fucking everything. Right. Um. Well, I mean, if you enjoyed this podcast, then make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is you're listening to your to your podcasts, and make sure you give us five stars or whatever the most is and uh, leave us a little review. It, it does help. I don't know why, but Apple seems to give a little more weight to the ratings that have reviews with them. It doesn't matter what you put. You can put um, how much you hate booster. You can put uh, what your ultimate toy was when you were a kid. You can um, tell us uh, Taylor and I are getting fat right now. So tell us to put the cookie down. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, just just put put that cookie down. We'll we'll know what it means. 
We got you. And you know what? We'll appreciate it. Did you find a news radio rewatch podcast? Were you looking? There isn't one. Nothing about what? news radio at all. Oh man. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, keep an eye out for our our our, our, our upcoming podcast. What do we call it? Newswatch. I think that's like a Discovery Channel show. <laughs> it they, sounds like, like a Discovery Channel show. <laughs> yeah, where they like hunt killers or something. <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. Until then, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as Cult of Splat. Uh, Or you can follow me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle, or on Post as just Taylor Bartle. And Kevin, you are. I am Niscoda on Post, and on Instagram, I am Niscoda D U H. There you go. Go give us a follow. Hit us up. Uh, We'd we'd love to hear from you. And until next week, see ya. Bye.